you know, normally I'd have a funny quip to say, but, you know, people say 35 is like a midlife crisis for some people, you know, it's like around that, you know, at least it's getting earlier and earlier. But, you know, real podcast that got something going for them. We don't have no midlife crisis. We don't got no crises, man. It's time because no cooldowns back, baby. It's back. We're here for another episode this week. Hope everybody is doing well. I am that man trip. We're in the building, of course, with our podcast partner in crime, Z Incomparable. When easy. How you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty well, man. I can't complain. Can't complain. Mm-hmm. Word, word, man. It's been a, it's been a pretty chill week. I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm not. I feel like it's like calm before in the storm type settings, man. Of course, Gamescom is next week. Uh, you know, some games been popping off. Cult of the Lamb has been popping off like crazy. I they got like a yes, million sir. plays and stuff, a million downloads. Like, listen, stuff stuff's kind of starting to you know rumble a little bit, but it's, it's been it's been a, a pretty cool week overall, man. Of course, be sure to rate this. Five stars, man. Go on Apple Podcasts. Go on Spotify. Rate us five stars. Be sure to check out our, our Twitter at No Cooldown Pod on Twitter. Uh, be sure to check out the channel's video version uh, at Wotaku Channel. That's W O T A K U C H A N N E L. I don't know if that was three ends. Was that three? I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, it's channel. You know how to spell it. But we got a few stories to get into, man. So without further ado, uh, when is you ready? I am ready. Hey, man, let's get into it, man. Let's warm up. Got two stories for the warm up today. First and foremost, this was like a pretty interesting development. Like I I just caught it randomly this week. I don't know why I stopped and looked at it, but it was about a woman on Tinder. And listen, this may be off left of center, but follow me, follow me, follow me. So basically, this woman on Tinder was roaming the app and she was matching with men as one does on Tinder, but got into conversations about near automata and convinced them to play it only to ghost them. And just made sure they had the game intact. So apparently she had screenshots of like all these flirty men that she was talking to and stuff like that. And she didn't even assert the fact that she like, oh, I wanted to smash it to get near Automata. She just talked about it a lot. And then these men bought near Automata to impress them. And, you know, the chick was just like, OK, whatever. And ghosted them. So her rough count was about 22 dudes she was able to convince to buy near Automata. And her reasoning behind this was that more sales mean more Yoko Taro games. I mean, how do you feel about this this near automata swindler on Tinder? Um, I respect it. I respect it a lot, actually, because like even if you find out that she wasn't that into you, you still got to play a really, really good game. Like at least you're like, damn, this is really now. Some people are going to be like heartbroken and they might resent the game. But, yo, that game is gas. Like you got to put on some you got to put on some gas. It hurts, bro. But hey, now at least you got something to get you through that pain. Go ahead and go ahead and beat you that game you bought. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Something I know some niggas was tight though. It was like I was trying to get some coach, but this game crazy though. I ain't gonna lie to you, son. This this is got me emotional, bro. Like what the fuck? <laughs> so I mean, I don't know how to exactly feel about this necessarily. I'm just like, you know, she, you know what? She had drive, and again, she didn't do anything malicious. She just talked about near Automata a lot, and they just so happened to really buy the game to impress her. So she wasn't out of bounds in any sense. She just ghosted them niggas after the fact, bro. That was the only thing that could be up for contention. But maybe if you had already played the game, she would have never ghosted you. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, mm. maybe everybody needs to expand their their gaming palette because that way, when the twin, when the Tinder girl starts talking about it, you can already own the game. That's, you know, maybe that's mm. what that is. Crazy, bro. Crazy. I mean, hey, listen, bro. If you had that intact, maybe you could have just skipped the line, land you some coochie, anyways, bro. I don't know. I don't know, son. I don't know. <laughs> I don't make the rules here, but I'm saying that's a valiant effort from somebody to get another Yoko Taro game, bro. I'll tell you, bro. <laughs> it's like it's her and that one Nintendo dude that bought stock to get in a, that conversation about um, F-Zero. They, they might be yes, fighting in contention for this. Like absolute 
heroes. True fans. <laughs> True fans and heroes, man. Not all of them have capes, man. Not all of them have capes. Uh, all right, on to the last story of the warm up, man. I don't know if you've seen this, but it was like this little indie snippet of like some footage that was going around. And the game was called Squirrel with a Gun. And I don't know how to explain it better than the title itself. But the squirrel is just running around with a gun. He's terrorizing people. He's got like Glocks, Uzis, all that type of stuff. And he's doing platforming at the, you know, around the same time. Like, I guess he's on the run from some like robot type thing. It was just wild. But how do you make, uh, uh, what do you make of Squirrel with a Gun? Honestly, it's just innovation uh, at its finest. I, I'm happy that we got to, we started off with like uh, Pong, and I'm happy that we got to Squirrel with a Gun. <laughs> truly, truly the best possible timeline in video game history, if you ask uh. me. I actually can't wait to play it because this game looks absolutely bananas. Um, I, that's, all, that's all I really got to say. Like, we, we made it. Oh, we made good. it far in life. Uh, we're at the apex of gaming, bro. We're at the apex of gaming. There's this it's is all this downhill is the, after this. This is this is the peak. Everything else is trash. I'm sorry, y'all. Like that's all I gotta say, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting this to be ex- like go completely different in my head. But he was doing like the bank head bounce with the gun. He was jumping around with it and stuff. And not only did he shoot him, he let the whole he jumped and let the whole clip off and just jump with the Uzi. I'm like, yo, how are you hitting air combos with this gun right? Now? Yeah, it was wow. But I'm just like, yeah, man, these indie developers are going crazy. I. I yeah, somebody said it the other day, man. I forgot who I was watching. I think it was like Falk or something like that. Shout out Falk. But he was like, yeah, indie games have been carrying gaming for like a good a good number of years in terms of innovation and really providing like, you know, the most variety of experiences. Man. It's hard to refute that statement when you see such shiny examples as Squirrel with a Gun. That's all I'm saying, Absolutely. bro. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, that's that's all we got in the war with, man. Quick today, let's get into the main story because there's a bunch of them. And first and foremost... We got to talk about the Embracer Group. Yes, the Embracer Group are back in the news as they have acquired another round of properties into their network, including Limited Run Games, which is a games distributor of physical uh, copies, Singtrix, which was the creators of Guitar Hero, Tuxedo Labs, that, that made the game Teardown, a Swedish studio, and Tripwire Interactive, which made the Killing Floor series, Chivalry series, and more. Also, beyond just regular game studios, they've acquired, you know, something pretty light, the entire Lord of the Rings IP, so movies, video games, TV, you name it, Embracer Group now controls all of that. Thoughts on all these uh, acquisitions and moves? That's interesting, because I think they're making a Lord of the Rings TV show for Amazon, so I wonder mm-hmm. if like now they're paying these people? Like, how, to, how did that happen? That sounds like something that doesn't really get sold that easy. Yeah. Um, interesting. That is very interesting. I'm kind of tired of acquisitions, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I think I'm pretty spent on them. I feel like shopping season is over. Can we at least close it out for the rest of the year? We don't need to, you don't need to buy any more companies, man. How's about we just let, why don't we just let people cook? That's, that's kind of just where I'm at with the mm-hmm. whole thing. But, mm-hmm. hey, people got money, I guess. I'd love to see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the mindset of, okay, you acquired them. You know, if you're going to save them for a bad situation or whatever, cool. But what are you going to do with them? What's the what's the what's the next step now? Are you gonna actually really support them, or are you just gonna have them in your conglomerate just to keep them? Now, Lord of the Rings IP—that's a pure money move. You're gonna have that because they're getting more franchises, they're getting more you know more activity. So you're gonna have them in the back pocket. That's fair. I don't think you're act- you're actively going to develop them. People are probably gonna you know come up and request to use your IP, and you just probably allow it and pocket the cash. Understand that. But for the studios, for like killing the Killing Floor series, for the Chivalry series, all these games, are you gonna actually have the ad- adequate support to really expand them? Uh, I think. That uh, oh yeah, since they have um Crystal Dynamics now from the last story hall, they got they got the Perfect Dark series, the Perfect Dark reboot. Like what what's what's up with that? Are you gonna actually be in line to support it, 
or you know, are you just gonna kind of leave it by the wayside? Embracer has a lot of question marks to really answer over the next probably one to two years to, to for us to see what's the plan with all these IPs. You guys are acquiring stuff left, right, and center. You know, y'all looking like Thanos, but are you are you gonna actually make the universe a better place? Are you gonna make the game, gaming industry a better place, or are you just gonna you know leave it in shambles? You just just hoard stuff. Uh, it's up to you to really make that decision, but. With, you know, with all these different games here, I can see, you know, good stuff coming from a lot of these. I mean, limited run games. I mean, I understand probably, again, more pocketed money to have a physical distributor for your stuff. Cool. Sing tricks. Uh, I miss singing games. and I know licensing is a hard thing, but if you could somehow revive that genre a little bit, I think that would be much. That would be a really, really cool thing for people. Again, like online, again, online co-op play and something like that. Like me, I was a rock, I was a rock band, dude. But anyways, it, you know what I mean? Like having that back in the forefront, that could be a really cool thing if they somehow find a way to revive that. Um, Teardown, I don't know too much about. I think it was kind of like a pixelized like heist type of uh, game. It's like you you set up heist and then you know kind of see how they play out. So wondering how you support that. Tripwire, Killing Floor, and Silver and Chivalry. Like you just put more money behind them, man. That I, that's all. Fully support them. Put more money behind them to expand the scale of the game, and and beyond that. Make sure certain things get green lights. If y'all got Lord of the Rings, um, hey yo, where that uh, where that next shadow war game at though? Uh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. So, but, so teardown, teardown is actually a sandbox puzzle action adventure. So I think it's you just destroy shit, kind of like a oh, like a, just a, oh. it's like a physics engine. So you get like a wrecking ball oh. and that type shit. Oh, word. Interesting. Yeah, which like that could be used for other. Like I could see like good combinations with like all these things that they have that they have acquired. Like you're mm. saying, we're, we got to see what they do with all this stuff. Facts. Let's let's hope they uh, are actively supporting these studios as they go through transition and not just hoarding them to put them by the wayside and liquidate and earn some little, you know, cash on the side. Absolutely. All, all right. Uh, you know, speaking of some things that we might be a little bit tired of, we got a story coming this week from The Verge uh, suggesting that Sto- Sony could be working on a PC launcher that contains cross-buy support across the PlayStation family of systems, and uh, the reference files were actually discovered within Spider-Man's remastered PC version and were verified, so we could be seeing another launcher come into the fray for PC networks. Thoughts on this? <clears throat> so this right here, um, the, 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 when I first saw it, I was like, who fucking cares? <laughs> but I take that back, because this... Oh. This could be what PlayStation needs. This could be it because I can easily see myself buying a game on PlayStation and then being able, if I could play any game on my PlayStation on my PC and download it, like that's the biggest thing is just downloading it. That's all we're we're asking for shit that we've had for years. If you can let me play the games I bought on my PlayStation and download it to my PC without having to buy it a second time, that as a consumer, I am way more likely to buy games on PSN now than mm. on Steam and other places because now I know, well, if I buy it on PlayStation, I could play it on my PC. So like those those Spider-Man sales that are that Steam and Epic are getting a little portion mm. of, that yeah. goes straight back to, to Sony. And that's, what's, mm. that's really smart. But that's the biggest thing is you gotta let me play these <laughs> games like regular PC games. If you say, oh, yeah. you could stream it from your PlayStation 5, I'm gonna stream these fists to your face, sir. I don't have time for that. Nobody has the internet for that. Just let me download the games that I paid money for on everything, please. Oh man, oh, you're not wrong, bro. You're not wrong. You made a good point, man. But it's just the execution in this delivery. One, I don't need no more damn launchers on my console. I really don't. 
But if you want to be a launcher, if you want to be a competitive launcher, if you don't want to just be another, you know what I'm saying, Ubisoft Connect, yes, I did mention them by name because I don't know what the hell they do on my computer besides collect dust and I play Watch Dogs every now and again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to <laughs> no, me, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> a competitive launcher with the likes of Epic Game Store and Steam, you're going to have to have some defining factor. You're not going to have a. I know for damn sure you're not gonna have developer like you know bonuses on the on like the development and we give them more money for the the games that you sell in the marketplace. You're not gonna do that. I already know because that's Sony. Yeah, that's y'all. Y'all not gonna change the you know developer prices to make it more competitive like in every game store on the back end. You're not gonna do that. Uh, Steam already has the setup access and the huge network, so you're, you're fighting an uphill battle against that. The only thing they have going for them is what you mentioned, having that direct line of access to PSN to uh PlayStation games. So if you play it on there, are you able to play it on on this and beam it? Like I know like like Xbox, Xbox is launcher. I can, you know, I have some of those games like on on Xbox whatever connect thing and I can play from there. And it's connected. They have play anywhere. So it's like can we do that? It's it's only willing it's only going to happen if they're willing to take that plunge and connect a lot of these games. But I feel like they're they're also trying to toe this line where we want to get PC sales and we want more PC sales, but we don't want to give you all of our exclusives immediately. They, they're trying to have it both ways where we're not trying to give you everything and, you know, kind of hold some stuff on the PS5 in case some people still want to buy the console version. And then they still want to get, you know, tap into the PC market, throw some old stuff on there. We'll throw the launcher on there. I don't know what other games it even includes. So, like, if I get, like, FIFA on this thing, can I play FIFA on there? You know what I'm saying? Is it, is it on? A, is it PSN connected? But if it's anything like a PS Now, I have to connect my stuff through PS Now or stream that joint, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot and then find somebody to throw rocks at you. Like, that's, that's the only... There's no other way that's, that it should happen that's, that's actually effective for the consumer than if you actually connect the lines. You have to connect the dots on console versions and the PC launcher that you're planning to you know, drop. So that's the only way I see it could really be done for them. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, man. You come with another damn launcher and ruining my RAM, bro. You better come correct, bro. You better come correct. Honestly. You don't have time oh for that anymore. Like, please. You know what Honestly. to do. Literally, bro. It's going to be, they about to drop a launcher for every damn game now, bro. Damn. Jesus. Anyways, uh, let's move on to some more positive news. Uh, we got some more multiverses, man. More multiverses news came through. And to everyone's surprise, uh, at the start of season one, some new visuals came through. Uh, that just dropped on, you know, Steam page, you know, wherever it's available. And it just showed off Black Adam and Stripe from the Gremlins franchise on the front cover. And, you know, it confirms that they're coming to the roster. And uh, lead uh, lead dev Tony H confirmed that the two will be coming in Multiverse Season 1 at some point. So it's going to be sooner than we think. But, I mean, thoughts on this? And Multiverse, um, that's like... Honestly, it might be my game of the year because every time I hear multiverses news, I'm always happy. Like, there's always good shit coming from this from this game. Um, I was like a kid in a I was like a kid on Christmas because when the first season one patch notes came out, mm. uh, not patch not the patch notes, but like the actual patch yeah. came out. I yeah. remember when they updated. I was in the, as soon as I saw it, I was in the Discord like, "Yo, Black Adam is in <laughs> is in multiverses." Like, I was super geek. This game yeah. is so sick because even though people are trying to leak every single fucking thing about this game. Even though people are like really, really trying to find out who they have licensing XYZ, like all the predictions. I think Rick and Morty might have gotten spoiled for me. I'm not sure. Mm. But like there's like everybody's like always trying to like find what's next. It's so annoying. This was like actually mm. something I was genuinely surprised about because I did not expect them to even if yeah. I, I had any inkling that Black Adam was gonna be in this, I didn't expect it to be this quickly. Facts. Um, that's why this game right now is like one of the few games that when I hear news about it, it's something that I didn't expect. 
So mm-hmm. shout out to multiverses. I can't wait till season one. St- well, season one technically started. I can't wait for the Morty patch. Hopefully they drop rank yeah. in there because mm. man, do I hate people leaving. Mm-mm-mm. Nah, I hear that. I hear that. But yeah, I, I to to kind of address the uh kind of the spoilery type of thing and like people kind of leaking stuff. I feel like they're taking a very smart approach, and I have an element that's going for them, the, the player first. It's it's timing. It's timing. So yeah. with the leak roster, there were allegedly, uh, you know, all these characters were probably already on the thing. You saw who was there, but you don't know what order they're coming in. One and two, they can space all of their stuff out, so they, you're not gonna, you know, know exactly when they're dropping. So they they gave no indication when certain characters were dropping. They just showed you that graphic. Hey, listen, it's stri- it's striping Black Adam out of nowhere. No promo whatsoever. No big trailer needed. No nothing. You got surprised, and they still got buzz off of that moment timing is going to work in their favor in this situation because even though they're okay with people leaking their stuff they still have the element of we can drop it whenever we want we can drop it whenever we want across this timeline so you're never going to know when the game actually you know brings these characters in you can only you can only guess as to what is in there or, or know what's in there but you don't know when and that's still yeah. going to drop buzz from the casual people who don't even look at leaks or don't even know where to find leaks because there's still a good amount of them on the timeline so, yeah. you know, to the, to the average consumer, to the casual that's playing on console or something like that, or even on PC that just doesn't really tap into the news side of it and actively, like, following Tony and following all these people, they're going to be super shocked. They're going to be like, yo, what the hell? Like, yo, it, it's going to be a great big moment. It's going to be huge buzz because they still have that element of timing uh, uh, as a part of it. And there's still a good amount of people who aren't as tuned in to, you know, the leakers and, the you know, the informants across the gaming industry. So... That's that. I think they still have that going for them, and it's going to be a really great release window for them, especially in these first couple stages, because they have that element about them. So that's cool. Well, speaking on Black Adam and Stripe, Black Adam about to be fire. Uh, honestly, in the meantime, before I get like one of the characters I might actually like, I super super want that was like on my wish list, like a, like a Neo or something like that. If he comes in the game, it's a wrap. That's a whole nother thing. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Black Adam actually might probably be super dope. He might be a, a, a super, super like dope character. I'm interested to see how Stripe and the Gremlins come through. I yeah. am like 100% interested in how their kit's going to be. Uh, but overall, it's an exciting time to be a fan of this game. It's a very, very exciting time, man. From top to bottom, we mentioned this before. They're doing the right things from a gameplay standpoint, making tweaks as we go from a you know from a transparency standpoint. Tony's always on top of things. He's always you know being cognizant, ear to the streets of what's going on. Uh, it's honestly a very very solid you know release window that came with the right stuff, and then the tweaks after to support the community and to support everything going into it. It's been making for a great release, bro. But honestly, it keeps going like this. It's definitely in that game of the year conversation. I'm gonna keep it a stack with you. Yeah, that's that's yeah. dead honest though. That's dead honest. It really could be in that game of the year conversation. I can't even remember the last time a fighting game won game of the year too. Like that, that would be I, insane. It hey, listen, it's wild scenes, but stranger things have been seen before. Uh, on to the next story here. We got a little bit of a you know grain of salt time, uh, but uh, interesting, interesting developments again. Uh, but Spider-Man's back in the news, uh, kind of back in the line of sight again for a lot of people. It's, uh, you know, there's, uh, again, a lot of the snoopers, a lot of the informants, the snitches, the leakers. They've been looking in the files of the PC version that released on August 12th, and they found some interesting tidbits, including uh, superior Spider-Man label, uh, label and indicators of a player one uh, and player two within Insomniac's you know, inner files. Uh, so could it be some indications of multiplayer now? Insomniac did state in their opening post for the game's release that this will be a single-player experience, but people are still start stirring some conversation about this. So, how are you feeling about this win? 
Personally, um, call me a hater. I don't know if I want a Spider-Man co-op. Not gonna lie to you. Uh, at least not in the at least not in the sense of like me and the homie just swinging around New York. And the mm. reason I say this is because I really enjoy Spider-Man. And the re- the things that I enjoy about Spider-Man are just literally web swinging around the city, fighting people. Um, and I don't think adding an extra person is gonna make those experiences more impactful. Only because like. If I'm swinging over, the way I get to a a, a way uh, a mission or whatever isn't going to be the same way you get to a mission. Yeah. Like it'll be cool, but it won't. It won't. It's not so cool that I want a lot of time put into it. Like if if yeah. there is a a challenge mode or something small that they add in extra, like I don't mind that. Obviously, more mm-hmm. the more the more the merrier. But if it was something along the lines of like, yo, we had to like remove time from our plate so that we could put in this co-op thing yeah, nah. like i'm just not gonna be i'm not i'm just not for it it's just because spider-man really a majority of the time we know about spider-man is he's kind of worked alone so it's not like a batman and robin mm. situation it's more like yeah. batman's kind of always worked alone even like mm. even gotham knights it's one of those things where it's like i like that it's a co-op experience but like how much how good is this co-op gonna be to mm. carry this you know yeah yeah no nah, i hear you i hear you so for me it's like it's a very I if it if it is co-op and co-op is there, I would want it delivered in a specific way. And it is like you mentioned, I want I would want it if it is to have like a separate challenge mode type of thing where you both get in the lobby and like it's like a set, set like maybe mini missions or a mini area you gotta like you know secure lock down get the enemies out of there. That's cool. Um, I think that is the interesting. I, I think that's the best way to go about co-op, true co-op. If they are gonna include it in this game, it's gonna be an extra add-on. Hopefully it doesn't take away too much time for the development process. But what I think this is, is showing how certain character perspectives might be changing in the game. Because uh, we heard a rumor like a long time ago, maybe a few months back, that there might be multiple characters that the single player experience has. Like, you know, they said Doc Ock might be a suggested character. They said, um, what's her name? Uh, Wantanabe might be a suggested character. There might, there might be another an alternate character that you can play in the series. So, or, or in this title that's upcoming. So I think that, that previous news mixed with uh, these files saying superior Spider-Man, we could go that superior Spider-Man route where like Doc Ock takes control of one of them. And then like, it's either flipped and it's one person plays as Doc Ock and another person's Spider. like you can switch perspectives between that and Spider-Man, or you have set missions where you're at one person or another. Uh, it could go that route that could be involved in the story because uh, I, I, based off of what we've seen so far, man, I think that's not too far fetched. And I feel like there's going to be multiple storylines that you're weaving through. Craven's going to be in there. Venom's going to be in there. Uh, I, but I don't feel like that's all. That, that's not going to be the entire story. I, I feel like it's not going to be the main. Well, it's not going to be one of the main things. There's going to be multiple things that are revolving around the story. Because, I mean, in the first Spider-Man we got from Insomniac, we saw multiple things being weaved in at the same time. So I think it's more so the perspectives or the character characters that are playable will change in the game but not necessarily co-op. Now, again, if there was co-op, I just would prefer if it's like AR, like challenge mode, you know what I'm saying? You just co-op it, tag team it, and then that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, have like the best time, have leaderboards, do what you got to do. But yeah, for me, Spider-Man is kind of like a, it's like a, it's like a spiritual experience to, you know, be there solo, dolo, doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For me personally, I wouldn't mind co-op being in there, but it's, it, I feel like it has to be in the, in the fashion that I described and not like fully immersive. Like I got to have somebody or it's, it's, it's integral to have somebody else with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, 1,000%. Yeah, it's just a little bit techy for me, but yeah, I'd rather just, you know, sit back. Sit back and play Spider-Man how I did in 2018, how I did in, you know, many many games before. Just chill out, you know what I'm saying? We good. Except for Friend yeah. of Foe. Friend of Foe was co-op. That's a different thing. 
I was saying. It's just like it's just weird because I just if you're running around as like Miles Morales and Peter Parker, like it, to me it wouldn't really make sense. I mean, it would make sense, but it would just be like you just be doing a lot of the same shit, but just at the same time. Whereas like yeah. let's say it was like Spider Man Shattered Dimensions, where like they had different Spider Man, and I mm. think Spider Man Noir he couldn't web swing or something yeah. like that. Like yeah. if it was something like that, where you're one Spider Man can't web swing, but one Spider Man can't web crawl or whatever, like. There's mm. reasons for people like you need to cooperate in a specific way as opposed to just we're two strong ass superheroes. And we're just going to beat everybody the fuck up. Like, yeah, <laughs> that, that's what that's my my fear is that you're just going to be two strong ass people mm. doing Spider-Man shit that you guys could have did by yourselves. And it would have been the mm. same thing. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you, man. Yeah, they got to find a it's got to be a clear differentiable reason for why it's being included. You know, what I mean, you can't just be just yeah. because. Yeah, I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> All right, uh, next story. We got uh, some more uh, info from the video game snitches of the world. They're stirring up some news that a new open world survival project based in the Dune universe is being developed in Unreal Engine 5 that may be coming from Conan Exiles team Funcom. So, I mean, is this something that you might be looking out for? Some open world in the Dune universe? Have, have you ever played Conan Exiles? I've ne- I've I've seen a bunch of games on Conan, Conan Exiles though, but I've never played it. I've never played it either. I that, yeah. that game eludes me. It's like when people, it, yeah, you know, like you can like you, it was like again the survival joint, like you kind of build certain things, like you can spawn yeah. these, like you can spawn the big ass monsters and shit. I, I yeah, I remember seeing that. I, I've seen a few videos on it for sure, for sure. Yeah, it looks kind of like Rust in a sense, right? Yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. At least like that 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 mentality, that kind of like art. Yeah, yeah. I mean like. I so I love survival games. I love survival games more than most, right? The issue I have mm. is when survival games just like what's the word for it? Like when it's things like Rust or Ark where I have to survive with other people. Like I want my survival game to be a solo or like a co-op experience. I don't want to have to deal with like internet trolls to like yeah, yeah, find yeah, yeah. water. Like, like that's entire, my yeah. biggest issue. Cause it's like you you're really be like I'm like doing what the game intends for me to do. And then people will be like, oh, I got an AK-47. I'm going to just shoot you just because you're around. And it's like, oh, that's yeah. not fun for me. Because like, mm-hmm. I got to I gotta be friends with like shitty 13-year-olds getting their plans <laughs> so we can go and fuck up other people's gaming experiences. Like that's the, that's all they do. And I'm just like, I don't yeah. want it. And so if this is a dude experience that's like art, I don't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, man. For me, I'm just like, I've never seen Dune, actually. I've never read the books either. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm unfamiliar with the franchise as a whole. People tell me it's really good and I need to get into it. So uh, I, I I would need some more research on how applicable Dune is for the survival genre. People tell me, you know, it probably very much, very much is. So I'll be like, my hands are kind of up on this. I don't know how exactly it fit. But yeah, if it's speaking to that general concept, I, w- I like when survival things are very limited in terms of player count. Just, just let me be me, a couple people at most, and then the elements. That's it. Yeah, I feel you. I, I'm very, I'm very much the same way. I can fucking, I'm not gonna go on a rant about the the state of survival games, but yeah, like that's my biggest yeah. issue. Is like I would love to ex- enjoy the Dune like environment without. Mm. Uh, I banged your mom sixty seven, fucking <laughs> stealing my resources every time I log off. Like I would love for that. Word, bro, word. I hear you. I hear you, man. All right, man. Moving into the section that we like to call the trailer trove, man. Be a little bit more watchable media and the news stories behind them. Uh, we got a few stories 
from this week, namely three uh, pretty big ones. First and foremost, according to Deadline, Sony have put the order in for a Days Gone movie to be produced. Uh, actor Sam Hewen from the Scottish show Outlander is set to play the main character Deacon, and the movie is said to be a love ballad to motorcycle movies. Now, thoughts on this? Um, Days Gone is honestly a game that I feel like should have been a movie. Like if if Days Gone was a movie first and then a game, I think it would have got more. It made sense. It would have made like, sense. I, it it would have made I sense. I haven't played. I haven't played Days Gone after like I got a lukewarm reception, which like. In I would never play Days Gone. Yeah, like in Sony's case for games, it got a lukewarm reception, so everybody was like, "Oh, so it fucking sucks." Um, and that's kind of mm. how I've. That's why I didn't play it. It's mm. just like uh, it's not a it's not a crazy Sony experience. I don't know. I don't know if yeah. I want to play it. Um, yeah. But it looked interesting. Mm. I heard like, it. I, I heard it had a lot of issues though. I, I, out the gate, it just had technical issues. Yeah, it was, it was, it was it a was lot super of super rough. But what they were trying to do, like I understand why there was issues. Mm. They had like fucking. Hordes yeah, of zombies like, running like, at you. Like yeah. I have never seen anything outside of like, um, what's this game? Dynasty Warriors have that yeah, many enemies on counts. screen trying yeah. to kill you. So I I cut it slack. I don't I don't ever really mm. call it a bad game, but it's definitely one of those games yeah. where it's like I'm surprised this eh. isn't a movie. Yeah, one hundred percent. I dead ass. Out of all the projects that Sony have been trying to push, this I would have been like, yo, I mean, just turn Days Days Gone is basically is literally a movie. It's literally like a brother yeah. movie. It's literally like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Two brothers on motorcycles. One of them gets into trouble. You got to go after him, but there's zombies involved. That's dead ass a movie yeah. plot. Michael Bay could have picked that up tomorrow. Like, it would have been, been a, a Walking Dead spinoff, and we all would have like, been like, literally. oh, yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. Facts, facts, facts. Do one guest cameo at the end, a little surprise, Norman Reedus, and then that's it. You know what I'm saying? It would have been fine. But exactly. dead, ass though, dead ass though, like, I'm actually not mad at this being a movie 100%. I'm not going to watch it, but... In terms of the fit, in terms of the fit of it actually being, you know, does it make sense to be a movie? This has all the elements of a movie, man. Like, again, the one, you know what I'm saying, the one, you know, daredevil, badass main character, got some side characters around him, lone wolf, more motorcycle. Like, I'm trying to figure out what motorcycle movies there are in terms of love ballads. Like, like motherfucker, Wild Hogs, nigga, like that, that movie, bro? Like, you know <laughs> they can't they be didn't have, They didn't have motorcycles in Boondock Saints, did they? I, I can't remember. I, I, I can't remember. think of it. I can't also think of any motorcycle. The only thing I can think of is Sons of Anarchy. That's the only yeah. thing I can think of with motorcycles. Like, yeah, like, like, but that's a show, nigga. I'm like, what? That's what a show. Who the buy there? I'm like, I, I couldn't tell you what Love Ballad to Motorcycle movies they were actually basing this off of. I couldn't tell you. But I can say this is actually a plus for y'all because y'all should have been moving this way towards a movie for this franchise anyways. Y'all should have had this yeah. IP towards a movie track anyway. So you know what? I think people might actually dig it. This this has the the at least functionality on paper to be the most the the movie that makes the most sense for for Sony brands, one hundred percent. Yeah, I I yeah. honestly I, I'll probably watch it, but um, don't be like me. I'll let you know if you need to watch it. Yeah, if it's if I if I can see a gratis, then maybe I, I I'll check it out. I don't know. I'm not yeah. I'm not paying I'm not paying money for it willingly though. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not paying money for it. <laughs> uh, on to the next story. Uh, this is a pretty big one that we saw this week. Uh, so we've, of course, seen in a previous, you know, uh, previous few days and weeks that uh, WB Discovery were set to cut down a lot of content and staff in order to make some changes uh, after their uh, acquisition and merger. Uh, but we didn't know the extent until now. But we're seeing that HBO Max is gutting about 36 shows with 20 original shows that are almost entirely gone from the animation side of the house. 
uh, and kids programming with hundreds of episodes being cut. Shows like Infinity Train, OKKO and more are being completely removed from the service with a few others like Sesame Street getting cut down uh, in the hundreds in terms of episode count. Uh, we're hearing that the reasoning behind this, behind, beyond the obvious cost-cutting and general uh, savings that they were trying to exhibit, was to avoid payments to union-mandated residuals, uh, avoid payments of union-mandated residuals to actors, rather, and composers involved in those projects. So, uh, you know, trying to kind of sh- shortchanging them a little bit and not paying them money and just canceling their shows. I mean, thoughts on this, man? HBO Max is taking a huge, huge turn. Man. Is this not the biggest load of bullshit I've seen in a long time? Like, this is the type of shit, like, I see this everywhere, and I don't think it's being talked about enough, because this is absolutely fucking absurd. Um, The fact that, like, this is just shit, like, it's, it's blatant disrespect to artists and their crafts. It's insane that they're just cutting all these things to cut back on a, a couple dollars. And it's not, and it's not, they're not cutting costs because people are losing money. It's really just mm. to make investors happy. And these motherfuckers are millionaire billionaires. Mm. So the reason you can't watch one of your favorite shows or we're not going to get good shows is because millionaires and billionaires don't have enough millions and billions. That is genuinely the problem is that what like and it's 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 crazy it is absolutely insane because there's a lot of good shows me and my girlfriend just started infinity train and yeah. we literally can't we literally can't finish it it was a really interesting show too i was like i'm yeah. not I, like, I saw I the first couple episodes yeah i saw the first couple episodes i was low-key kind of hooked i was like yeah like, I, I it was like this. so interesting and then mm-hmm. it's like all right now it's gone all right cool mm-hmm. and the thing is that some of these shows are super hard to find outside of just streaming so like mm-hmm. you got to find a bunch of uh dvds and the thing is too now people might just buy those up and then sell them on ebay like it's 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 disgusting and it makes and the only reason is because people who are already rich are not getting richer so they are taking an l like it's so it's so fucking whack bro so many good shows taking an l Mm -hmm. i hear you man it's it's you hit the nail on the head it's disgusting bro and the craziest shit is it's like yo they delete these shows off the app off the app and off the service and then they're just like oh yeah i mean half y'all we don't even got the footage for y'all bro y'all gonna have to find it your own way and then that's why some of these people like they requested the footage like i have i literally have the google drive link from the person that made infinity train on twitter that has the episodes in their files they had to literally get it like that they don't have their og stuff they just had to go get you know save this stuff on a google drive just in case also i got that for you if you need infinity train but you know what i'm saying like it's is that level of like yo we they don't care. WB Discovery don't care, bro. They just trying to cut everything where they can, cut corners. People that, again, have, it's just such a weird, disgusting turn that one of the most robust, you know, and up and coming platforms, people was really rocking with HBO Max, bro. People really was rocking with HBO Max top to bottom because it had a robust library. The UI was ass, but they had enough stuff coming in the flow. And they had enough stuff that they had already in terms of original shows and then shows that they were going to include and acquire. It was it was super, super diverse. People was loving it. And then you just take this turn. You take this turn, man. And it's not down to the people that were working on HBO Max previously. It's down to the new regime that's been changing everything and trying to cut cut stuff off. But this is sad, bro. This is sad, man. All for some dollars, bro. These great, you know, some of these people's favorite shows, some of these people's life's work. Some of these people's life's work, bro. They, I've been seeing a bunch of stories about how it's been impacting them and like just them like, yo. 
like I, I I literally had all of my stuff like you know in a, in a row like my I was waiting for this to go up there and now everything is gone. I, like some people, some people who created their own shows can't even find their own work, and that's that's sad, bro. It's a sad, it's, sad, sad thing, man. It's heartbreaking because you even see like the stories, but these stories have been piling up because like I remember last week that we saw a bunch of like cancellations of DC movies that like mm-hmm. seemed like they had some promise just because yep they want to just. They want to. They want to avoid paying taxes. Like that's literally what it is. Like yo, they're yep. literally avoiding paying taxes, and it's insane because if I was to walk up, and like if I was to walk outside my door right now and be like, I'm not. I'm gonna try to do everything in my power to not pay these taxes. My ass would be in jail. These motherfuckers Facts. in our face are like, yo, Facts. we're literally fucking people over so that we don't have to pay taxes. And the IRS mm-hmm. is like, it happens, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> man, I hate it here. Yeah. Nah, I'm not gonna lie, bro. Capitalism be some bullshit sometimes. I ain't gonna it's capitalism is ass. Yeah, man. For real. Crazy, man. But hey, uh, HBO Max, uh, that's that's it's kind of trash, bro. But you know, hopefully I got one, maybe two, maybe three solutions that can, you know, you know, uh, run, <laughs> run against run against what you guys are trying to build over there. I don't know. We can see. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, on to the last story of the trailer trove in a, a different kind of uh, a different lane we're going into. But we got some words this week from John Wick director Chad Stileski, uh on the Ghost of Tsushima movie in that project and namely over some potential outcomes on how the movie would look. Uh, so Stileski explained that Sony's on board with the movie potentially having an entire cast and delivery in Japanese. So the entire cast would be Japanese. The words would be spoken in Japanese, and it would just come with subtitles. And while they seemingly aren't giving him a whole entire $200 million budget, a lot of things could go his way on the execution of his idea. Now, uh, thoughts on this? You know, get an interesting take, uh, you know, trying to develop this movie, you know, kind of closer to what, you know, again, what it is, you know, in Japanese. Um, I think that this is awesome. Uh, I recently watched... Um, I recently watched... Tech and bloodlines um mm-hmm. and it was the voice acting was originally in english and boy do i wish that was not the case because it just wasn't hitting for what you thought it was gonna like hey hachi mm-hmm. was i should have watched it in dubbed and like mm-hmm. that's weird me saying i should dub it in in japanese and then read the subtitles like it's weird to create a sub <laughs> yeah to, to, like, to reverse engineer <laughs> yeah like reverse engineer a sub but it's just it's just some things feel better in their in the culture that it started in. And I'm not saying nice. that Tekken, the game with the with the with the dude in the lion mask, is like mm-hmm. all Japanese culture. But there are just certain things that like I think would have been better, would be better if they stick closer to home. Tekken was created by Bandai Namco, which is a, a Japanese company. I feel like if the the TV show was linked more towards their roots, it would have been a better experience. Um, and mm-hmm. I would hate for Ghost of Tsushima to to cast Matt Damon <laughs> as, <laughs> as the Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> you tell me they don't got no Dunkin' Donuts out here? <laughs> and then Why'd Ben Affleck is his uncle? Why did you say that, bro? Why did you say that? Now the image in my head, man. Oh, <laughs> it's Tom Cruise all over again. <laughs> Just so that they can be in an interview and they're like, man, why did you take a role as a Japanese man? And he's like, listen, I'm an actor. Oh my God. (laughs) My job is to be other people. I'm not. Uh, Ah, it's painful. That's so painful. That's an image in my head now. All right. 
just to speak on this, man, uh, it's a sad thing sometimes when you realize the fact that most companies are not going to give you uh, a big budget for movies that are outside of the English language. That sucks. But, yeah. you know, uh, it was kind of plain and clear in that article and what he stated that, you know, they're not going to give him the money that he wants to make a project that's based in another language that's not English. It, it, it sucks. But I wish we would get out of this, you know, this freaking English centric sphere of watching things because we you if you can read. There's a likely chance that you can watch things in other cultures with subtitles, bro. You'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, I really hope we start to move out of that stigma uh, of, uh, you know what I'm saying? I feel like we have started to move that needle over the past couple of years, especially, you know what I'm saying? Uh, people expanding their palettes, looking at other shows outside of their regions. Uh, what's it called? What's the name? When Parasite came out, everybody was, you know, that was the big argument for them as well. I feel like that started to move the needle a little bit on that conversation. I hope this can be another piece towards that as well, because, I want to see this in Japanese. I want to see this in Japanese. When when I eventually and will replay this game, I'm going to be playing it in Japanese with the subtitles yeah. English. I'm going to be doing that. that. That's one of the foremost things I will do. It's so rooted into Japanese culture. Why wouldn't you just go the full way and have the entire cast in Japanese like the game was? You know what I'm saying? Or at least have it close to where most of the game had Japanese people in there or some, or some Asian descent in that game. It was close to home. Why don't you just go that full way? So for Seleski, man, it's a it's a bold move in terms of the conventional English standards of, you know, filmmaking and whatnot in Western audiences. But this is great. This is this is really great. And again, just to double down on what you said, it really hits different when it's in another language or it's when it's in its na- language of origin. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you this. Uh, I, I'm, I'm I kind of watch K-dramas. I kind of watch K-dramas. My sisters, my sisters love them shits. They love them shits. So they got me to watch. Go hard. They go, they kind of go crazy, bro. They kind of go crazy. I'm not going to lie. I would rate some of them shows over a lot of shows that come out now. I'm going to be dead ass serious, bro. But there was was this one show that they told me to watch called Goblin. And I knew nothing about the show. I was like, whatever. It's it's cool. Blah, blah, blah. But looking at the show and how it was delivered. Also, it's a 10 out of 10. That's damn near a perfect show. I I actually, I'm I'm going to be honest right here. I I cried. I shed a tear right there. I shed a tear in that show. That's for damn sure. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, I I will be a man. I will admit that shit. I was the first time I shed a tear from a show in like damn near ever since I was a child and I got scared or something like that. Now, that only time that's happened, only time probably will ever happen in my lifetime. But, but the way certain things were delivered, the lines, the dialogue, the context of characters, that could only be applied in the Korean language. That could only yeah. be applied in Korean because if it was said in English, that would come off as corny and ass, bro. The half yeah. of the things these people said in Korean... American actors would not be able to do English. English speakers speaking that in English would not be able to come off in the way that it did because of just how certain things are said, the context and just the it's just the timbre and everything, bro. Just it just sounds sonically different when it comes from a different language from that source, bro. And also, you know, what I'm saying a lot of you know, Korean writers, bro. It's just dope as hell. I'm not gonna lie, it's, they just plot things out differently. I'm just like, damn, bro. This, you feel the emphasis in different spots, and it, it yeah. came together much more effectively there than i thought it would have in english you know what i'm saying because it's just it is is how how it is man it's the case with this movie it's the case with all other movies that have different uh cultural or uh, cultural points of origination i would prefer if you just give me that and translate it as best you can to to english and i'll try and connect the dots from there because i want to feel the full effect of these projects i want to feel the full effect of these movies i want to feel the full effect of these games and i want to you know again connect the dots as best i can from that point i feel like you get much more of an oomph 
from those types of from from those types of deliveries and executions. Absolutely. Yeah. I was about to say that's a podcast exclusive, baby. If it, if mm. you I was about to say you heard it here first, baby. You heard it. You heard it here first, bro. If y'all take that shit anywhere else, I promise I'll hunt you down. Anyways, moving <laughs> on to the rest of the main stories for the week. Uh, so we got a uh, private division. The game's publisher behind uh, titles like Ali Ali World, Kerbal Space Program, and The Outer Worlds have announced a new project in the works with special effects company Way to Workshops for a new game set in the Lord of the Rings universe. Now, Way to Workshop is, of course, the longstanding company that produced effects for the Lord of the Rings franchise, and they're joining in to create something new in Middle Earth. So uh, what do you feel about this and you know, what kind of project do you see coming from this collaboration? Um, so. For me, I'm a huge fan of Private Division. Um, I don't think that they ever make anything, any bad games. For for this, I don't know. Like, it's it's kind of like a mixed bag. I gotta see what they. I gotta see what they do. Uh, I gotta see what they do because, like, I'm a huge fan of Ali Ali World. They just released Roller Drome. Um, so many things are coming out of the studio. I just, I'm excited, but I just. There's not many good Lord of the Rings games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I would tend to agree. But in the last few years, they have dropped, you know, they, they dropped the Middle Earth series. You know what I'm saying? So that yeah. was fire. I'm I'm going to go off on a limb and say that Gollum game will not be great. Because <laughs> I don't give, <laughs> I don't Whoa, give a damn about you say that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but Private Division has a lot in their locker and they could unlock a lot of different stuff. Again, we Hades was published under them. So they could employ the people who made Hades to make something in Middle Earth, which I can see that that being very, very possible. Um, the Outer Worlds, you know what I'm saying? The Obsidian team. Any narr- any type of narrative, you know what I'm saying, under an Obsidian style game in Middle Earth would be kind of fire. You had that, you had the magic, you got everything to deal with. That's pretty dope. That could be good. Uh there's a couple of different possibilities, man. Me personally, I love to see, you know what I'm saying, some type of uh some type of outer worlds or you know fallout style game in middle earth i think that might be like a vowed territory which which um thing uh which uh, obsidian's already dealing with in a certain sense like the medieval or you know medieval type of context or color of paint right. to that scene but world of rings would be completely different so if they're going to collaborate on that i would love to see that down the line uh beyond that a, a, a haiti style game would be pretty cool for middle earth for middle earth as well and you kind of play as just like a new character or maybe one existing one and as you travel through middle earth and kind of you know kind of i guess survey the field progress the story in that way but i think this is a good a good good collaboration lord of the rings has a lot of stories and a lot of lore that uh private division could really use to their advantage and private division i think has some really good developers under their wing to create something great so i think this is a pretty good one yeah, I will have to see. Yeah, man, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. On to this interesting development for the next story. Uh, we've heard word this week that a new game set in the Avatar universe, and not the blue people, the other one, uh, the Avatar universe entitled Quest for Balance is set to release, with the game being an RPG open world set in the similar world scale as Breath of the Wild, and the story's been depicted as a retelling of some of the stories from Avatar The Last Airbender series from memories of White Lotus members. Yes, the Order of the White Lotus members, setting the scene over a game of pie show with potential several characters being playable in different scenarios. Now, some rumors are stating this game could come November 8th of this year on current and past-gen consoles and PC as well. So, thoughts on this? An avatar game coming out really soon with that i've never heard of until just now 
um does not make me excited i am not gonna lie to you the only time i ever hear about games right when they're coming out and like not see anything about it uh, i don't again we have never we never had a good avatar game um and i know that licensed games in, th in that era weren't good to begin with like they didn't have big budgets they didn't have anything they just kind of hoped that people would buy it just because mm. hangs in it you know yeah. um it is it a universe that could could do well in a video game setting? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Do I? Can I think of any company that is like? Because who's making this? Like this? Um, let me see. I can I can look for. I didn't get any indication of a studio. Honestly, we just got the. And that's the bad. It's coming. That's also yeah. It's also very worrying. Like that's but... a bad sign because I'm not saying that. Check it. I'm not saying that like. There oh, can't oh, got be it. Yeah. it says it says Paramount and its subsidiary Avatar Studios and Game Mill. So I gotta research these guys a little bit. Like I've never heard I've never heard of these people. Um and uh, I'm not saying I know every single game company, but like people who I think would do a bang up job in an avatar game, Insomniac. I could see them doing a really 100%. good job with it up. Like um Santa Monica, maybe. I, I could see Santa them doing Monica a good would job, go crazy. No, it would. It would. It would just be like I. I'm not saying like when I say maybe it's just because I can't think of it, but I have faith in them to do something yeah, cool to with actually it. Do something, yeah, yeah. Sucker Punch with uh, they've oh, already absolutely. done stuff with like Infamous. Like it wouldn't be hard. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Like like I I you would need movement because a lot of the the characters would have to would use movement based shit. I'm assuming in an mm -hmm. RPG. I want this to be good. That's all I yeah. can really say. Like, I want this to be good, but I, it's just, you're not, you're not checking the, the boxes for a good game development cycle. Like, it's, I just yeah. heard of you. You're coming out really soon Facts. from a company I've never heard of. Yeah. It's their, it's their own internal studio under Paramount. And then Game Mill's a publisher that they drop all the Nintendo, the Nicktoon stuff, like All Star Brawl and stuff like that. So I, I will say this. I am very, I, I am pretty worried. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I, I'll give you, I can give you news bits and unbiased thoughts, but if you're going to say you're dropping November 8th of this year with no promo, no first trailer, no nothing, no indication that, hey, we're coming out. That's kind of a worrying sign to me a little bit. It feels like y'all are trying to take the hype of that announcement being there to mask what y'all are delivering. So I'm just looking in the mind state of what do y'all have? What, are we going to see you next week at Gamescom? Or are we going to see you if you're supposed to drop November 8th of this year? What the hell are you going to show us in this time span? You know what I'm saying? Unless you want some, you know, some Wukong vibes and y'all coming out with flames, I'm going to be worried. I'm going to be worried. Like, this is this is actually different, different, different level of worry a little bit, man. I want these games to be good. You know what I'm saying? I want these games to come out and be super, super fire. Yeah, I just announced um, that that mobile game, the Avatar mobile game that was coming as well. I'm just like, that's cool. That's cool. Y'all trying to push these out as fast as y'all can or at least, or at least you know, make this big push for it. But we got to see something. We gotta see something. Y'all yeah. gotta be steady, bro. If y'all drop it November eighth on everything, it has to be something quality, bro. I, I think Avatar, Avatar games and the Avatar franchise deserves quality because that's what it's been up to this point. If you're gonna just short sight it and just push out a game just just because of the name, and you know, again, just kind of supplement this push of all the new movies coming out and the, the new series that are being produced, you can keep it. You can keep it. Let's yeah. not soil. Let's not soil the name of Avatar. For the sake of y'all trying to push a game out, and we'll we'll see what happens. But I'm hope I'm hoping we get some type of indication next week at Gamescom because I feel like that's when a lot of these games will start to come out the woodworks 
and they'll really make an account of themselves. So if you're going to drop November 8th, now it's time to start talking about it, bro. Now it's really time to start yeah. talking about it and, and seeing whether, you know, you guys are in the right place now and whether I need to delay this joint by a whole two years and actually fix the game up to make it real, you know what I'm saying, like like Breath of the Wild quality standards. The holiday season is just not it. Announcing mm-hmm. it in August. And November for the 8th of all hate, times. Yeah. Of all times, November. Ugh. You're, you're playing with fire. I, I don't know, but I guess that's the, the whole point of Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was I was gonna say, bro, they ain't been in this shit neither, bro. They just they just <laughs> right they right in front of it, face first, face first, man. Anyways, on to the next story. Uh, we got a gameplay reveal uh at the THQ Nordic event of the spiritual successor to Battle for Bikini Bottom in SpongeBob SquarePants: The Cosmic Shake. Uh, just showed off a bunch of gameplay of SpongeBob and Patrick traveling through different eras of time and different, you know, uh, different settings. Had a level with like a monster Gary that you had to tame. Uh, SpongeBob BC, SpongeBob in the future with like karate gear and new moves. Uh, so the spiritual successor in The Cosmic Shake. How do you feel about it? Um, I still have to beat Battle for Bikini Bottom, but I heard so many bad things about the rehydrated one, which sucks mm. because I was out of the game I was interested in playing because I know a lot Ooh. of my friends really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, I played a things. little bit of it. Yeah, I heard other things. I, I heard people say it was actually pretty decent still. What, rehydrated? Like the, yeah. The, people say it was actually pretty decent. I know there was, like some, there was obviously some technical issues at the launch, but I feel like they yeah. said they, they, they kind of got over some of those and it, it came out decent. Okay, so I'll definitely, I'll check it out because that was, the, the thing is, so here, for context, my friends who were really into it, um, yeah. and the, the, my friend that I was most recently, me and him were talking yeah. about it, he's a speedrunner. So that's probably uh, why he didn't like it, because uh, it, yeah. he couldn't do it's, And that's an old game, shit. and it's based on the yeah. old mechanics, though. So it's like trying to translate and fine-tune all of that stuff, you're going to run into some problems. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That's, that's hard to... That's hard to fix, bro. Especially a remaster of an old game from like the two thousands. There, yeah. you already know it's full of random BS that you have to come fix and and, and bug and bug squash, bro. So yeah, that's that's a problem in and of itself. Yeah, so I I might cop up on it uh, eventually. I definitely want to play because I feel like it's one of those games where like it's one of those like Simpsons hit and run type games where like yeah, it's not. We're not saying it's iconic game of the year, best best driving game in the world, nah. but it's just for what it was for what it was. Absolutely people fun. enjoyed it and if you're a fan yeah. of that franchise which i'm a fan of spongebob i think that i will enjoy it. so i definitely got to play that yeah on this though i'm kind of interested in seeing what it's like if it's a good spot if it's a good platformer or if it's a good game in general i'm definitely gonna play it like i don't see why yeah. not um yeah is this a time for a spongebob video game perhaps but what i saw wasn't something that i was like really excited for because the game kind of looked dated but if it's a successor to a game that's super fucking old i can't i'm, I'm not gonna be too upset about it it's also mm. A spongebob game they're not going to give they're not going to do like uh god of war levels of budget yeah, for it, yeah, you know it's just a, yeah. a talking block of cheese they that they're yeah. here to sell copies off the name yeah 100 100 but uh, honestly it's like yo once the game goes on sale i'll be looking out for it that, that's mm-hmm. my personal opinion like yo spongebob games usually like are always pretty decent either either like you know decent or cult classics the ones i've played at least like low-key they need to uh, remake that. What's the name? SpongeBob. Like it was like lights, camera, pants, or something like that. Whatever that one was, the multiplayer, John. That one, I need that one back because that was fire. That game was fire, bro. And we we need more multiplayer co-op party experiences, man, on everything. So, uh, I'm 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 cool with the Cosmic Shake, bro. It actually looked pretty decent. And again, you know, it's probably gonna have the same SpongeBob style that we all know and love. So, you know, it sh- should be due to be a decent game. Absolutely. Hmm. On to the penultimate story, uh, we had a quick little flash uh, that a new South Park game is in the works. Now, 
THQ Nordic revealed uh, the South Park logo during the showcase uh, last week. Uh, we haven't seen it since 2014 uh, with the fractured but whole title, uh, pun intended. So the series will definitely be coming back, and it will be coming back relatively soon. So, uh, thoughts on a new South Park game? I think I own all of them on my Switch. Uh, I don't ever beat them because I'm terrible at beating games. But the <laughs> fir- I really enjoyed the first one. Second one improved on it. The thing about those games is that they're like genuinely funny and they're genuinely yeah. good. Like they're genuinely good games, which is yeah. really actually exciting. Um, because this is one of the licensed games that I don't really cut slack for because they don't need yeah. it. Like I, don't, like a SpongeBob game, like oh, it doesn't look good. Yeah, well, it's a SpongeBob game. What can I do? Mm-hmm. Like a South Park game, if it's not funny and it doesn't play well, I'm gonna be really, yeah. I'm gonna be disappointed because like they actually Facts. make good games facts and the crazy thing is like I, one of them was an earshot of like a game of the year conversation one of them definitely was i think it was the first one i think it was take a truth was definitely in the shout for like a game of the year that conversation. game was so good yeah people people was loving it i i didn't think i i didn't watch too much south park when i was a kid and stuff like that so i'm not like too attached to the series but when i seen people play through it i was hooked i was in there watching it like yo this is actually hilarious son like and the gameplay did fit it again like some like the the, the turn-based stuff that they were doing so i was with it i was honestly with it and i'm you know, with that rapport built, I'm looking for the next one, man. I'm honestly interested in looking at the next one. I might, I might pick it up myself. Yeah, I definitely. I bought the first two um, on my mm-hmm. Switch, and mm-hmm. honestly, every every so often, I re-download it to go back because I'm like, damn, this is such mm-hmm. a good game because it was such mm-hmm. a good RPG. Yeah. Uh, hey, man. Listen, South Park. It, in terms of games, they can't really do no wrong. So hopefully, the third one uh, is no different. All right, on to the last story of the pod today. Uh, after some teases, it was finally revealed that Death Stranding is officially coming to Xbox Game Pass. Now, the former PlayStation exclusive will be delivered on PC Game Pass coming August 23rd with the PC version equivalent of harder difficulties, photo mode, and crossover content coming to the game. Now, it seems like this might be a little act of goodwill uh, for Kojima Productions and Xbox because they're working on a brand new first player, a uh, first party title, rather. But how do you feel about this one? Um... Huge dub for the Game Pass. Death Stranding, one of my favorite games. Um, honestly, this this game is really good. I'm really happy that it's on Game Pass. Could it be like a token, like like you're saying, like a uh, act of goodwill? Like yes and no. I think it's interesting because Death Stranding was exclusive to PlayStation, and then it went on PC, and then the director's version came out on PlayStation, and then the director's mm-hmm. version came out on PC. Now it's on Xbox. So my question is: Are we? Is this? becoming the the end of the kojima playstation exclusivity era because in mm-hmm. metal gear solid 4 is when kojima put metal gear solid on the xbox for the first time mm-hmm. it was like yo yeah. you guys can play this which was nuts because i was like the, mm-hmm. the, the ending of the entire metal gear solid uh mm-hmm. legacy but it was um it's it's interesting to see that they he he's not taking it slow with working with xbox um I would. I wonder. I wonder if like the game that they make on Xbox, if that's going to be the same way Death Stranding has been released, where it's going to be on Xbox, then it's going to go to PC, then it's going to go to uh, it's yeah. gonna be on Xbox. The director's cut will be on Xbox as well. Then it's going to go to mm. PC, and then finally, the uh, it'll go on like PlayStation Plus or something. Like I wonder yeah. if we're going to see that. I don't know, bro. That's a huge ass. That's a huge ass. I don't I'm think saying. so. Like, trail sign. I'm like, damn. That's a long ass chase. I ain't gonna lie, just to get there. But I, I will say this. Uh, I have not played this game. I have seen little snippets of it. You know how you know where I stand on this. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Shout out to the shout out to the Amazon simulator. Oh, one day I might try it though. Because on Game Pass now, I might actually try it. Who knows? <laughs> Shit. Dude. But I will say this for the fact that one, 
uh, you know, we've heard this talk from the last week of, you know, there might be some blocking rights on studios working with Xbox and somebody's trying to put some feelers out to stop them. And, you know, people are kind of getting real antsy about what's uh, PlayStation exclusives and what's coming to PC and Xbox doing their thing, acquiring certain things. I feel like this shows that, you know, one, Kojima isn't really tied to anybody. He's going to tie who's going to be willing to work with them, as we saw with them, uh, you know, announcing their partnership of Xbox and Kojima working on a single player game or, or, or a first party game, rather. And two, I feel like this just opens the floodgates or at least at least opens people's perceptions that, hey, listen. Just because it was a PlayStation exclusive doesn't mean it has to be that forever. And it doesn't mean it has to be the case permanently for everything that y'all see on that platform, bro. So, you know, it was staunch. It was hard. Hey, yo, listen, this is, you know, Death Stranding PS exclusive in the span of what? When did it come out? Like three years ago? Two, three years ago? Uh, that's true. No, that was a... Uh, or four, yeah, more, more four years ago? It was more... It was, it, was, it was further back than 2019. I want to say it was 2018. 18? Uh, when did it come out? Now, 2000, yeah, 19, 19, 19. 19, okay. Yeah, so about three years. Yeah, because I was in college, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so three years, so three, only three years difference. And then, you know what I'm saying, it's it's there. Something that people would have thought was forever going to be on the PlayStation, a PlayStation exclusive, ends up on Xbox. You know what I'm saying? It ends up on the other side. On the Game Pass, too. On the Game Pass, no less. So, again, it just shows you nothing's going to be set. And I feel like a lot of active stuff is going to be happening behind the scenes where certain things are going to get blocked and certain deals are going to be made to try and push Game Pass, get that further. It's going to be a lot of, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like some proxy war. We're not going to be able to see it, but it's like some Black Ops type of thing, bro. It's going to be some real activity behind the scenes to try and make certain things happen. But beyond that, that's that's, that's a pretty big deal for the Xbox Game Pass. I'm going to keep it a buck, bro. The Game Pass, the Game Pass grows stronger and stronger every week. And... It just shows you, bro. This is definitely, uh, this is definitely not a paid advertisement, but this is like, you know, this is big value in gaming, bro. This is big value. No, for sure, for sure. It's mm-hmm. it's insane. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say Phil Spencer need to pay us, bro. It's some bullshit. We need to at this to point. Check, bro. I, hey, I, like, honestly, bro. I'm just reviewing his games for free. Throw throw it this way, Philly. Come on, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, man. But uh, with that being said, that's all the topics we got on the show notes. Anything that we might have missed when. Uh, not that I can think of. The only thing is just like you know HBO being terrible, um, and not, not HBO. I'm sorry, Discovery being terrible, and mm-hmm. Multiverse buffs coming out. Like that's the only thing. That's all my timeline is. Is like look at all these shows that we're gonna lose, and look at all these cool things coming to multiverses. It's a very it, my my emotions jump up and down every time I scroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, only thing that I didn't include on the notes that was coming through was just another um trailer for Wukong um for Black oh, Wukong yeah. looked fucking sexy but that's another topic for another day we're just going to keep keep calm about that you know what I'm saying it'll it'll come show up uh, uh another time uh that was dope uh aside from that I really didn't have much else uh, oh yeah I got to go watch She-Hulk this weekend I got to go watch She-Hulk at some oh, point yeah. people said that first people said that first episode was actually really good people were people were rating it really highly so uh interested to see what comes of that hopefully it's a good start to that series i want it to be great uh yeah man uh i think that's all we got for news yeah damn damn all right closing notes when uh, another episode down episode 35 no cool down take us home bro make sure you drink your water uh you stay safe and you get ready for these reaction videos we're all gonna be putting putting out come monday that's when game games come starts i think i think tuesday i think tuesday tuesday Tuesday. So be ready and uh, make sure you subscribe and like, comment, and rate this uh, podcast five stars.
I'm dead ass gonna be walking in like a gunslinger and stuff on Tuesday. I'm gonna have him on the hip ready. Draw! Reaction video uploaded. Reaction video uploaded. It's gonna be quick as shit. Well, I tell you that. I gotta make my thumbnails. I gotta be like... Yeah, no, for real. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have them ready. I gotta make some new faces. I gotta make some new faces. Though. <laughs> exactly. Have them all ready. Like, as, uh, as soon as one thing drops, it's like, screen cap the title, throw it on the Facts. On the upload, <laughs> upload, upload, upload. Go, go. Facts. There will be no edit done. It's just gonna be Yo. start, finish. Facts. Literal facts, bro. But yeah, man, you already know. Make sure you guys rate this five stars, man. I believe we are about five or four plays away from hitting 200 overall plays on the podcast um, lifespan. So that's a huge, huge milestone that we're, we're about to hit. Make sure you share this around. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Share us. We're on uh, Google. We're on uh, Stitcher Radio. We are on Anchor as well. Make sure you guys hit us up there. Show show your love, man. Share it around, bro. We're trying to be one of the best damn podcasts out there. We're on the way to doing it. Uh, we need y'all support, man. We need y'all support. So make sure you guys do that. Uh, make sure you guys check out the video versions and more content from When Easy at Wotaku Channel. That's W-O-T-A-K-U Channel. And, of course, When Easy on all other social platforms. Make sure you follow No Cooldown at No Cooldown Pod. Just search. We did first damn thing. If you see No Cooldown FR, that's not us. That's French. That's not even us. That we're not. We're not doing that. It's no cooldown pod, no cooldown pod. And of course, for me, make sure you follow all content at that man trip on all platforms. Oh my goodness. Follow growth as well at all for growth on Twitter. Um, we're, we're doing it. We're doing it, man. We're doing some big things. Next week is going to be a huge, huge week with Gamescom looming around. All types of videos and stuff are going to be dropping. Also, the content is going to be dropping, man. And for the dopest conversation on everything from games to anime to media to whatever you want, it's here, man. No cooldown. Got it. And with that being said, we are out of there.